Welcome to the Do Better podcast with your coach and host, me, Stevie Potter, helping you to go from feeling like a smashed packet of custard creams to being a superhuman. To find out where you are right now on the spectrum, go to our show notes and visit the Superhuman Scorecard and start changing your life today. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Do Better podcast. Um, I hope you're all well. It's been really great over the past few weeks to see the downloads kind of increasing. So um, hopefully you've been recommending it to friends and family, and that's where those have been coming from. But if you haven't, go and recommend this podcast to somebody if you find it useful, because the aim is to spread the message to as many people as possible to help everybody improve their life, improve their happiness, improve their health, and essentially gain some freedom through that. We live in a world where health is more important than ever now. And what we need to understand is the link between our own health, happiness, our financial freedom, and so many other things that go on in the world. So, Go and recommend this to a friend, a family member, somebody you think will benefit from it. Um, And don't forget to like, share, download the podcast as well, uh, because every little helps. And that's really important to me. That's why I'm here is to just spread this message to as many people as possible. Um, But I hope you've had a good week since we last checked in. Um, I've been training hard as always. The schedule is changing up slightly now. So we've got training sessions three times a day on some days now, um, which is great because I can just spend my entire life training for triathlon and as boring as that sounds to many of you that is my idea of heaven so in between all the coaching the podcasting and everything else um I've got a lot of triathlon training going on and it feels like June is getting pretty close now. Um, I'm recording this in April, the beginning of April, and I will be off to the World Age Group Championships in Montreal um, in June. So we leave, I think, around the 11th of June and um, that time is creeping ever closer. So little butterflies in my tummy whenever I talk about that. Um, Today, we're going to touch on something that comes up all of the time. I would say 100% of the conversations. I can't think of anybody that I haven't spoken to about this. Um, This comes up in all the conversations about trying to change, trying to improve health, trying to put in place a new plan. And it's willpower. So most people will say the reason they failed with their body recomposition or health goals, you know, they've started a new diet and it hasn't gone well is because they didn't have enough willpower to keep going. But the question I want to ask is, is that the only thing you need to succeed? And if it is, how can we get more of it? Is willpower something we can learn or is it something that you're either born with or without? So I think the first thing we need to do is actually think about what willpower actually is. So on a basic level, it's the ability to resist a short-term temptation or pleasure with the aim of long-term success. So it's making a short-term sacrifice with the aim of achieving a bigger, longer-term goal. Um, You might have heard of the experiments they did on this. Um, I can't remember where it was, but they put kids of varying ages in a room and they put a marshmallow in front of them. And they said, if you don't eat this marshmallow now, if you can sit in this room, no other distractions. If you can sit in this empty room with just this marshmallow, but you don't eat it in 15 minutes time, we're going to give you two. And it was basically looking at willpower and how that changed and self-discipline and whether kids could kind of comprehend 
that there would be a bigger reward later down the line. And what they showed was that as the kids were kind of older, the older kids did better at this than the younger kids. And so we kind of said, well, you know, that's because adults are better able to understand this um, than children. So it's kind of bizarre when we look at that and we say, well, you know, willpower and self-discipline and the ability to understand a long-term result and a long-term reward versus a short-term one, it gets better with age. It's bizarre to think that actually we struggle so much with it as adults. So why is that? You know, in the example of trying to lose body fat, if that's your goal, willpower might be the ability to resist the extra slice of cake, knowing that while you want to enjoy that and it's going to bring you immediate happiness it won't help you achieve your body composition goal when you next measure up. So at a deeper level, what's going on? Why is it such a struggle? Well, one of the biggest factors, something that I've touched on before, um, is dopamine. So just to recap, dopamine is a really key, powerful neurotransmitter, which is involved in all sorts of processes in the body, uh, movement, mood, memory, focus, But more importantly for this conversation, it's also the chemical that tells us to go and find stuff that gives us pleasure, whether that's food, exercise, alcohol. And it's also the same chemical that tells us to repeat those behaviours. So it tells us go and find good stuff. And once you've found where the good stuff is, go back and get that again and again and again. And I've spoken before about addiction and dopamine's role in that. And you can see that from that very brief outline, how that might work. Um, And I've also talked about how prevalent addiction and this kind of pleasure pain um, balance is, um, is off in society and the kind of the low grade chronic addictions and associated hedonistic values that we have in modern society. So I'm not going to get bogged down in depth with that today, but On the subject of willpower, I think it helps to understand exactly what you're fighting for and against and to accurately know what it is to help understand it, develop it and use it better. Because I think if you understand what's going on, sometimes it's then a little bit easier to get less stressed out about it, be more reasonable, be more rational, kind of understand what's going on and recognise when it's you and when it's the dopamine talking, really. So if dopamine is what drives us toward pleasure, willpower is engaging in a fight against that chemical signaling in the brain because that's what dopamine does. It's a chemical signaler. It's a neurotransmitter. That's the name we give to those chemical signalers in the brain. So now it makes sense why it can be so hard to resist that extra slice of cake because we're actually fighting a natural process in our brain, telling us to consume more calories in this case in case times get hard and we need those fat stores we're building with the extra calories. This kind of dopamine drive is built for survival. It's built to draw you towards the things that make you feel nice because those things are the things that keep you alive. Um... That dopamine drive is essentially part of your survival instinctual brain. It's the part of the brain that's impulsive. It's a a bit irresponsible, very emotional, and it's much less reasoned than the part of our brain we'd like to live in. And that's because it's designed for survival. And so the part of the brain, you know, not always dopamine driven, but the part of the brain that kind of dictates all those things that we do just to stay alive the you know crazy choices we make in a split second to keep us alive they're really helpful that's what they're there for but unfortunately that means they're very very powerful they're very emotional they're things that we often do without thinking 
they're not necessarily the direction we want to move in. Um, and the downside is that we don't get this kind of more rational part of our brain engaged because there isn't time and because those responses from that innate survival part of our brain are very, very strong. But living in the cushy world we do, where we can build a life designed around the pursuit of personal pleasure and where there's more and more easy living solutions and opportunities for leisure time, we've sort of had to develop the other part of our brain a little bit more. Um, so the more measured, more organised and reasonable part of the brain might not have played such a key role back in our kind of ancestry because the more leisure time and the more society and the more rules and things that we have to abide by, the more we have to engage that bit of our brain because that's to do with our culture and our society. Whereas our innate survival brain is literally to do with just that. It's to do with staying alive. And that doesn't always fit with our kind of long-term goals because it hasn't evolved in the same way that our society has. So the more the more measured, organised, the reasonable kind of human part of your brain, that's the bit that has to fight our dopamine drive, has the opposing conversation. So when you get those two voices speaking to you, one saying, for example, eat the cake, eat the cake, eat the cake, and the other bit's going, but you don't want to do that. You're going to sabotage all the hard work you've put in. You know, you're trying to stick to a calorie budget. And if you want to reach those kind of body recomposition goals, it's that kind of argument between your innate survival brain, which is telling you to take on calories and the other part of your brain, which is involved in goals and in long term success and in understanding what you want to achieve as part of society as a human being. So now we understand what willpower actually is and where that inner dialogue comes from. How do you develop it? How do you improve it? I firmly believe that willpower is something we can all improve and we can all develop it. I don't think you're born with or without it. I think we all have an element of willpower available to us because that's what stops us from doing bad things, right? Is that we have willpower. That's what helps us to integrate with society. And I think, you know, most people, the majority of people with a normally functioning brain, um, you know, have that kind of the dialogue from both sides. Now, there are different conditions of the brain that can change that and can alter that. But for the majority of neurotypical people, um, we have a brain that enables us to have both of those sides. And we're also able to develop that kind of willpower element of the brain. So I think although you can develop it and improve it, that the strategies that you might use to do that can vary. And on a practical and broad level... The way to help your rational thought to kind of win the argument and to draw you closer to your goal, to success, is actually being able to interrupt the emotional dopamine drive rather than actually engaging in an argument with it. Now, this could be using a few different methods. It could be keywords, it could be visualisation, or it could actually be physical restriction or barriers that you put in place to actually avoid triggering the emotional brain in the first place. And those are just a handful of tools that I use for my clients. Um, so three big ones there. Um, words, keywords, visualization and physical barriers or restriction. So I'm going to talk you through those examples and those methods now um, so that you can understand how and why they work and perhaps engage them as well so you can use them and see how they work for you. So the first one, keywords or phrases. So 
These are almost mantras or incantations that you have available to you to interrupt that kind of crazy narrative spewing out of your dopamine drive. Now, it could be as simple as a countdown. So it could be five, four, three, two, one. And then you take a different action. Or it could be power words from your why. So we talk a lot about why do you want to do something and having that emotional connection and drive towards your goal because that's your motivation. So it could be that you extract some words from that. If you've got a particular um, event that you're looking forward to, you could have a title for that event and that could be your keyword. For me, I often use the location of my next race and that's a very powerful interruption cue for me. If I'm struggling to get started on something or make a difficult choice, um, whether it's around, you know, an occasion I need to go to if I've got to choose between um, going and doing some training at a certain time or going and doing something social or if I've only got, you know, a few hours in the day. So right now that word is Montreal. That's where, um, like I said at the beginning, that's where my next kind of big race is. And it's really important to me. It's something I want to do well at. The important thing is for you is having an instant phrase or mantra or word in your pocket and being able to employ it whenever your brain starts to try and convince you to do the opposite of what it is that you actually need to do to achieve your goal. So you say the word in your head or out loud and when you first start, it can actually be helpful to say it out loud because it just makes it a little bit more real and you can actually have that conversation. But in your head or out loud, as soon as you finish, you take the rational action. So you say the word. So if you're in the difficult section, um, in, in a difficult situation, then you say your phrase, you say your word to interrupt that kind of two-way thought going on in your brain. And then when you've said it, you take the action that's rational. And that's why a countdown can be quite valuable because actually it's counting you down to do something. So you're almost preparing yourself to do something. But once you've trained yourself to do that over a long period of time, like for me, I only need one word and I know then that I can go in and make the right choice. I can go and do the thing that's going to take me towards my goal. So it might be you know, I'm really tired. I need to get out for a run. And I know it's the right thing to do. It's an easy run. It's nothing too taxing. I just actually am being a bit lazy. Then it's just uttering that word. And that will cue me to go and put my clothes on and head out the door. And you might say it a couple of times, you might even get your clothes on. And then you might have to say your mantra again to actually get you out the door to go for that run. Um, you know, so it might be to put the snack down and move away. It might be to put your trainers on, like I say, go out for a run. It might be to sit down and plan your weekly schedule. Um, or it might even be to actually drive past the takeaway rather than stopping. Or it might be that you've actually got to the car park of the takeaway and that you utter that word or that phrase or you do that countdown and then you leave and that stops you from going into it. So at whatever point that you you get to a place where you're having this kind of this argument, this inner narrative, this inner kind of conversation going on between your emotional brain and that rational part of your brain, it's employing it at that moment, just stopping the conversation and saying that's enough and then taking action. And it's giving you that kind of space and that preparation and that cue to take action. And it takes a bit of practice, but um, I think it's a really, really valuable tool. So another valuable tool that I use with my clients is visualization. So it works in the same way um, or a similar way by sort of interrupting your emotional patter. But instead of using words, this is about visualizing the successful future you and deciding what that person would do rather than what you want to do right now from your comfort zone. So it's thinking about what does the long term goal look like versus the short term pleasure? 
Um, so again, if it's a battle with junk food, perhaps it could be closing your eyes and visualizing yourself having achieved your goals, having the body that you want, having the healthy lifestyle that you want and thinking, what would that healthy, successful, high performing me do right now? And that can really help you to step into the shoes of your successful self and think, actually, I can do this and it's worth it because when I look at that version of myself, although I've skipped this short-term pleasure, the long-term pleasure is so much more worth it. So visualization can be a really good thing as well. So again, it could be, you know, if you're struggling to get out of the house and go to the gym after work, it could be visualizing the kind of strong you that's able to run around and pick up the kids and play with the family and do all those types of things. So again, it's looking at your why um, and kind of using that as a visualization tool. So you can use your why to maybe um, take these keywords out, but you can also use it to visualize what the future might look like for you and actually put yourself into the shoes of that person. And the third one is physical barriers or physical restrictions. Now, these are slightly different because physical barriers actually stop the conversation from happening in the first place. So this is about removing triggers. This is about not exposing yourself to the things that trigger that emotional part of your brain and trigger a behavior that is not conducive to your success. So it could be if you're somebody who can't go into the supermarket without buying a whole tray of Battenbergs, then maybe you need to not go into the supermarket. Maybe you need to getting to look at getting an online shopping delivery. Um, if you're somebody who can't drive home um, without stopping at the takeaway, for example, and it's just an easier way to do it rather than cook dinner. Can you plan a different route home so that you're not driving past that temptation? So you're breaking a habit. You're breaking a trigger that whenever you drive past that place that you pull in and get a takeaway. So whatever it is that's triggering you, that triggers that kind of difficult, torn conversation where you struggle and potentially you lose, it's actually about not putting yourself into that position. And it's about removing the situation so that you don't have that conversation in the first place. Now, I'll be honest, I think all three of these are really valuable tools and I think we can all use them in different measures. But I think trying all of them out and seeing what works for you and actually sitting down and thinking about what physical barriers you can put in place, what your why words need to be, um, you know, what does the future you and what does success actually look like for you? Because also hanging on to that is going to bring you closer to success purely by connecting you with that goal a little bit more. So I think we can all employ those methods really well to help us train and enhance our willpower and actually move us closer to success. But I also think it's important to not beat yourself up. And the the, the final thought that I'm going to finish on on willpower is, you know, people always say, oh, I failed because I haven't got enough willpower. Willpower is not something that you have a finite resource of. You don't have a bucket and you just dig willpower out of it. It's a skill. It's the ability to remain in the rational part of your brain and not live in the emotional part of your brain. It isn't anything to do. It's not a resource that you can, you know, drain. It is literally about thinking about what's going on in your brain at any certain point. Now, obviously, your willpower can be more challenging you know, it can be more challenging to have that that inner conversation if you're tired. 
um, if you have had a bad day at work, if you're stressed, um, you know, all of these different environmental factors can obviously influence your ability to practice willpower, to train it um, and to engage it to the best of your ability. But that doesn't mean that you've exhausted it. It doesn't mean that you don't have any. Everybody has the ability to do this. It's just about knowing how to train it, knowing how to engage it and knowing what works for you. If you're somebody that, you know, can't have biscuits in the house because you're going to eat them all, then one of your physical restrictions might be not to have biscuits in the house because otherwise you're just trying to train yourself all the time and you're making it really challenging and you will become exhausted. It's not because you've run out of willpower. It's because the drive is so high to drive you towards that food, those easy calories. And if they're in the house, you're going to do it because you've built up a habit to do that. What you need to do is break that cycle. And so while we always say, you know, everything's all about willpower, it just isn't. It's about setting yourself up for success. It's about planning. It's about acknowledging what's going on and working with that, not just having a fight with it. So hopefully that gives you something to think about um, for the next week in terms of how you can enhance your journey to success, how you can build on what you're already doing and how you can stop kind of falling into those ruts when you feel like it's willpower that's letting you down. Um, I will be back next week as usual. Um, for now, I am off to do some racing. So um, I will let you know how it all goes. If you're in the group, stay tuned in Paladins because there will be a little race report in there. Um, as always, don't forget to sign up to the newsletter, take the scorecard um, and like I say, get stuck into the Paladins community as well. Really valuable recipe sharing, um, some excellent banter going on in there if I do say so myself. Maybe not. Um, it's an acquired taste. But join the group. There is loads of stuff going on. Lots of people... Um succeeding with their kind of body composition goals succeeding with their life goals um just getting on and becoming healthier happier um more free human beings which is really nice um so have a great week hopefully i'll see you in the community but for now have a much better seven days um not much better you've probably already had a good seven days but have another good seven days and i'll catch you all soon bye thanks for listening to the do better podcast i hope you enjoyed the show you can connect with me and learn more about how you can become a happier, healthier and more successful superhuman by contacting me at steviepotter at thewonderclinic.co.uk, following Stevie's Wonder Clinic on Instagram and heading to our website thewonderclinic.co.uk. And you can get started on your journey today by completing the superhuman scorecard via the link in the show notes. I hope to see you all soon.